0: Hi, guys. Welcome to Me, Myself, and I'm Joey G, Bad Bussy on IG. I'm joined today with somebody that I call a true sister. Like a true sister, somebody that I love to see out, somebody that is talented, somebody that's just a good time to chat with. And that's honestly, this year at the show, that's what I've just been about. Who do I want to talk to more? outside the club and outside the concerts and outside the lines if we must wait in them. And that is one of my favorite entertainers.
1: There is Lady Rodriguez. Thank you for having me, boo. Of course. Thank you for coming. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here, honestly.
0: Truly, I'm so happy you're here. It's been like a crazy week, crazy day. And I turn the corner after engineering a show and I just see you here waiting for me and I'm just like... Yeah, that's why I do this show. That's the piece I need in my life. So Mm -hmm. thank you for providing that.
1: And thank you for coming in looking like that. You brightened up the day. You you looked correct. I was like, oh, shit, I wish I would have stepped it up a little.
0: Oh, you (laughs) look gorgeous. We're both giving, like, spring showers, May flowers. What did I say? April showers, May flowers. Some of the sort. Exactly. Very, very that. Very spring at Old Navy or The Gap. Let's give it. You know, friendly smiles in the park. Uh Uh-huh. Blowing bubbles. Blowing the little dandelions, a lot of blowing. You could see that's on my mind clearly. A
1: lot of blowing. Hello.
0: Very, very much so, even though I'm kind of in a not a dry spell right now. Is it by choice?
1: Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm like, I was in my hoe era, early, early 20s, like so there. Mm -hmm. And then I want to say like 23, 24, I was like, okay, uh, I'm all right. Then 25, I jump back in it. Because I was like, all right, let's do this again. I'm good. Like, I've worked on myself. Like, I'm feeling Mm -hmm. good. Let's jump on the apps again. And now I'm like, "Mm." no. No one entertains me. Okay. There's a few that do. And... I don't know. It's like a... I hate to be like that person. It's like, oh, protecting energy. Because to each is their own. Go do what they want. I feel it, though. But, you know, I'm like at the point now where I'm like, okay, at this point of us filming, I turn 26 next week. There's a lot of things I want to do with my life and a lot of things I want to do with my career. I need to be able to kind of keep things to myself. So Mm -hmm. then when I do give them to people, whether it be socially, romantically, through my show, through my work, it's all of me. Mm -hmm. And it's not... It feels special, and it's not just the thing that you could get around the corner, mm-hmm. you know.
1: A hundred percent, I feel it, and like I think that's something that I kind of went through too. Yeah, I mean, I revisit my whole era every week, which we love. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I'm like some days I'm just like I, I'm not feeling it, and the next day I'm like let's give it exactly. You know what I'm mm-hmm. But no, but there is something to it. Like you, like I don't know. It took me. I think it was like 27 when I realized like it's an honor for me to give you my energy, you know? That's what it is. And it's like, cause for a lot of like my early 20s, I was like sleeping around very mm-hmm. insecure and like, you know, trying to find like validation in places that necessarily necessarily aren't the best, you know? And I just found myself just depleted of energy of all kinds, you know? Like, creative, mentally, physically, all of that. Just because I was giving everybody everything and I had nothing for myself at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know? So I applauded, bitch.
0: That's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. It just, for me, like, I realized, I was like, oh, this is depleting myself of energy. Like, having a guy over that, like, we hardly know who each other are, don't know each other's names, I don't know what the fuck you do, you turn me out, granted it's great and appreciated, or I turn them out. hmm hello. Because we do b- go both <laughs> ways, despite what the street says, despite what the Instagram name depicts. But it's like, you know, you close the door, and now I'm just like, now what? Mm-hmm. I clean my room, throw out the towel that's on the bed. Like, Tea. eh. Tea. You know? I feel it 100%. And and that's the thing. And that I think you touch on a point there. It's like, You already feel validated Mm -hmm. on yourself now. And I think that's what I just realized in this past year of being 25. I'm like, oh, I don't need to go chase after that stuff. And the reason I was chasing after that stuff and the fucking Bushwick himbos and everything Mm -hmm. is because I thought I needed their validation to remind me of what I already know now without them being needed to be in my bedroom Mm -hmm. every other night.
1: I feel it. And I think a lot Gross. of it comes with, like, you're very accomplished. You know, like, you have a lot of things that you're working on mm-hmm. and, like, doing them, like, successfully, you know? Thank you. And I feel like when, well, for me, I'm speaking speaking personally. When I was yeah. younger, I felt like I had a lot to prove in regards to, like, career and all this stuff. And in a kind of a way, like, hooking up was kind of like a win, you know? And it yes. made me feel like, oh, like, okay, I might not be killing it here but I'm throwing it back. You know what I'm saying? Completely. You know what I'm saying? Completely, especially
0: for us queer girls. It's like, it's almost, like, for me at least, like, I was, like, a late bloomer when mm-hmm. it came to, like, sex and everything. Like, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 20. Okay. And I think wow. all my friends were, like, 17, 18. And so at that point, I lost my virginity because I felt like I have to, which I think is quite common. Even I hear, like, a lot of, like, Straight cis girls talk about it, and that's just the feeling of like, oh, they feel like they need to, and this and that. And I'm like, no, I don't feel the need to sleep with people to meet some type of like personal, egotistical quota. Mm-hmm. That might not be how it is for everyone else, but like for me, I would just chase myself into that mind game of thinking I need to. Mm-hmm. Where now I'm like, no, I could keep her in the freezer for a minute. Uh-huh. It's just gonna be tighter and tighter.
1: That's it. You know? That's so it. the girl regret. Exactly.
0: So then whoever, you know, is honored the right to my heart and my whole. Hello. They have a love treat Go waiting on. for them. Speak on that. Okay, cute. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know how we got into that, but I'm glad we we see each other. Exactly. Well, like honestly, that. I didn't lose my virginity till late either. Because I was like holding on to it till marriage because my grandmother was like talking uh. about like, well, she kind of like raised me. Yeah. And she was like. Not conservative, but very much like traditional. Yeah. You know? Because like she knew I was gay. It was never a qualm. But she was uh, just like, my parents had me when they were like 16 and stuff. So she was like, wait until you're married to have sex. You got all this. Yeah. All these things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to save my virginity. till like I find a man and I want to marry him. And uh, the shit. But you know, life happens. We lost it at 19. And then once the floodgates open, bitch. Open. It was a different story, you know? Open. But I did try to hold on to it for a minute. But I see you on that.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. I really love that. Yeah, that's my thing. I'm kind of like, I'll hook up with people. Like, I'll play around. But, like, for me, having, like, penetrative, is that how you pronounce it? Penetrative, like, sex with people. I'm like, at this point, like, we got to know each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just for me. I'm like, we got, actually. Mm. I broke give that me, rule, you me know, me at me least for me, like just yeah. straight up, like bottoming, like we gotta know each other for me to be fucked by you. But like, if I'm doing the topping, like I don't mind. Hello. we could just mean I'm like, you want to? We're all safe. Let's do it. uh-huh, let's go for it. But it's like if you want that thing in me,
1: mm-hmm. we need to
0: know each other a little bit. I love that.
1: Well, no, I mean, for me, too, I mean, if I'm topping, baby, I can meet you into the first, like, five minutes. Yes. I'm you know? Bottom in <laughs> is a little bit more because, like, I'm not Picasso and I'm definitely not painting these sheets. Yes. You know I'm <laughs> so I'm going to be a little bit more cautious about yeah. that. Yeah. But I definitely prefer a hookup with a little bit more emotional connection, even if it's, like, we just have a little bit of rapport. We don't have to yes. be, like, lovers rather than some, like, random hit it and quit it and I never see them again.
0: That's the thing. Even, like, guys that I've, like, done, like, casual hookups with or, you know, like, fucked around with, not, like, having full-on sex, but, you know, done things with... If we've gone on a few dates, I notice even that is better. Mm -hmm. Just because, like what you said, there's some type of rapport between us. There's some type of connection. I'm not... Like, this isn't just a dick. It's a great dick, but I'm like, oh, I also like the person or I care about him. So I'm like... I'm not just going to suck your dick. I'm going to suck the soul out of your dick because mm-hmm. I like you a lot.
1: I love that.
0: Romance. Romance. It's not dead. Romantical. Romantical. Romance isn't dead. It's not. After
1: all. Hello. It's it's out there. It is. We are you? Get, we just got to look for it. Are you looking for it? Uh, I think I am. Oh. Like, I would be open to it. Like, am I looking to jump into just something because they say that they like me and want to spend time with me? Definitely not. Yeah, I did that in the past. It doesn't work. It's not for me. Uh, I want, like, something real, and I don't mind waiting for it and having fun while I'm waiting for it, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: I'm open to it, but I'm not jumping into it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I, like, the past two years, I was just like, no, I don't want a relationship. Now I'm like... If it comes, it has to be the right thing. And it has to be something real. And I don't say that out of disinterest for a relationship, but I say that because I'm already so enamored and happy with the people that I have in my life already. Mm -hmm. Like my friend group. I keep my friend group very tight and very close because those are my girls. I love them eternally. They do everything for me the way I need to and more. Like Mm -hmm. I can't ask for more of them. So when other people kind of come around, I don't want to be like, "eh, this person's relevant. But I'm like, "Mm, I I have my girls. I'm okay. Uh So when it comes to a partner, I'm like, you need to bring that type of effort the way they do. Mm -hmm. To even be welcomed into my life. Hopefully that doesn't sound so arrogant, but... I don't think it is at all. Okay, good.
1: I mean, like, I feel like, especially, like, a partner needs to be somebody... They don't have to be perfect, but they have to be willing to pour into you, and you have to be willing to pour into them. You know? Exactly. And there's just no point in pouring into somebody who's not pouring into you. You know? And there's no point in sitting in something where somebody's pouring into you, and you're not willing to pour back. You know?
0: Yeah. That's... That's a really interesting lesson to learn. The... When you're the one being chased after. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. Mm, love you, sis. But like, I don't feel the same way.
1: It's such a shitty feeling. I know? had my
0: first instance of it this year. Mm-hmm. It was... What happened? Like, the guy and I, like, he's so sweet. So great. Perfect. Amazing. We have a great time together. Humor's good. But... Maybe it's like the hopeless romantic in me, but I didn't feel that. Mm -hmm. We went on a few dates and I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. He was, I don't want to say he was a little tryhardy either because that's mean. And then that also makes it sound like my standards are fucked up because I'm like, oh, somebody's trying. How dare they? You know, but there's a way to do it, I fear. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a way to go after somebody while still giving them that space. Uh-huh. Like for me if we're like a week into talking or 2 weeks, don't say you miss me. Uh-huh. You don't know me. That's kind of cute though. It is, but like if we just started like like say this guy and I like when I say we've been talking for 2 weeks like we met for the first time for 2 weeks. Okay it's like, no, I don't think you miss me. I think you miss, like, the idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that from my perspective because I used to be that girl. Uh-huh. I would meet a guy for the first time, go on a date, and be like, oh, I miss him already. Of course, like, it's okay to feel like you just miss them, but, like, I'm not going to tell him that yet. Uh-huh. I'll okay. just let him know next time
1: I see him. i like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so
0: glad we're together. I missed you.
1: Uh-huh. Does that sound fucked up? I don't think. No. So. I feel like we're all different, and we all have different, <laughs> like, love languages and shit. Yeah. You know? Like, for me, I'm kind of the opposite. Mm. Like, I want somebody who's going to be very communicative and telling me, you know, like, just reaffirming, like, how they feel and how they feel about me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I like somebody, like, how nice is it to be going about your fucking day and somebody being like, I miss you, like, I really can't wait to see you. You know what I'm saying? See,
0: and I love that, but it's like, when we've known each other for so short, the question that just pops up into my head is, like, do you miss me? Or the idea of you having this cute guy you could stroll around with. Like, the idea. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh Like, are you romanticizing this? Because I used to do the same shit, so I get it.
1: You know? Can I speak honestly? Hit it. You know what? Maybe I feel like this would be me personally speaking. Because I feel like I've been there, you know? Mm, Go for it. And I feel like sometimes when we look at situations like Uh that it might be that we are probably scared of getting hurt because somebody who did that before didn't follow through or something. Mm, But that's just me speaking for myself No, you're right. (laughs) You know? Because I'm just like, if somebody's looking to pour love into you, Mm. you know, regardless, if you're not attracted to them and you're not feeling it, that's one thing, you know? Yeah. But to automatically give them the chop, you know, to be like, because of your perception of how they're doing it, might be mm. something to look internally, and the external is, like, them really just being genuine. You know? But I'm not saying that's your situation. That's just saying... No, but you, know?
0: you very much do have a point. And I appreciate you and your real sister for telling me that. Mm-hmm. You're very real for that.
1: That's it. You know what? Because, like, at the end of the day, if, like... Life is hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if somebody really is, like, pouring into you and, like, they want to be a part of your life, like, yeah, don't exit out. Because it's, like, there's so much, oh, sorry, there's so much, like, negative shit and everything going on in life in general and internally. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody really wants to be there and is, like, just showering you with, like, some sort of love or some kind of affection or a thought, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like receiver for what it is. I mean, if you don't feel it, you don't feel it. You know.
0: Yeah, it was a. Li- it was like both. Like I, after the third day, I was just like, yeah, I just don't think I feel it mm-hmm. anymore. So it was like a one plus one situation. It was that, and then the, kind of like, love the soft love bombing. I was like, uh huh, okay. I feel it. Like if we're on like second date and we're at dinner and you're trying to be touchy feely and grabby, I'm like, can you let me finish my curry? Uh-huh. And then we'll do all that. Like I feel it. I feel it. You know? Uh huh. Because I'm into that shit. Like I love like physical affection and all that in words of affirmation. But I'm just like time and place, Diva. Like uh-huh. let's get there at some point. I where I'm at right now is I want to like somebody a lot before I love them. Okay. You know? Yeah. I feel like love could be a very, like, infatuated type of thing. Yeah. You know? Or at least in the beginning. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, I want to at least, like, like you a lot. So then I'm just like, okay, I can't wait to see this person again. Because I just like them. I uh-huh. like being around them. I like how they talk. I like how they make me
1: feel. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's where I'm at. I feel it. And, wait, and even to go back on it, like, I feel like I had a situation where... It sounds so corny, but people sometimes say like you're so perfect, but the timing isn't right, you know. And it's like mm-hmm. for me, like we're not gonna say no names, you know. Like I live with this. It's whatever, you know. Like it's like a little personal thing. Uh huh. But there was this guy who was like so perfect, like everything, like poured into me, and I was like pouring into him too, and everything but i just wasn't there mentally i just had to like deal with some that's things real. personally you know and it's like he was perfect honestly like boyfriend material like it could have lasted mm-hmm. it's just my mental was not there and i couldn't give him anything you know like mm-hmm. like he was and that's what i say like pouring into somebody else when they're pouring into you and if you can you know to like recognize that mm-hmm. and I regret it in the sense that like I wish I would have been more mature at that time and been able to like dig deeper into like you know my spiritual my mental and, and been like Okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. Like deal with it. If this person is like trying to be in your life, deal with it with them because that's what builds a relationship, you know? Instead of like what I did was like I pulled away, I got quiet, I got cold, and then I was like, I don't want to hurt this person because like I care for them and I love them. So I ended things and I felt like I what I was telling you, I gave the chop to something when somebody was trying to pour into me. Yeah. And I regret it. I regret that aspect of it, you know?
0: Yeah. I went
1: through the same shit. Mm-hmm. Same thing, but
0: you're happy, or you must be happy at the work you did on yourself, even though oh, that might have meant reallocating some energy you could have took from him back into you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I went through that same thing. I was talking to this one guy when I went to school in Miami. I was like 20, 21. He was 24. So, to any 20, 21 year old, I'm like, that's a fucking grown ass man. Of course, guys. He yeah, that's daddy. Mm-hmm. Girl, please. <laughs> and he was perfect. Perfect. Hot, nice, funny. We were like friendly with each other, but we were also flirty with each other. Oh, good times. I'm like now having flashbacks and other kind of flashbacks too. It mm-hmm. was good. That's the tea. That's the uh, tea. Turned me out. Uh huh. And, So good, but, like, I was, you know, trying to get through college. I was doing college radio. I was also doing drag at the time. Like, I had a lot going on that I needed to literally just hone in on myself in order to take myself where I want to be. And I did the same thing. I kind of, like, reeled back a little bit because it just got very hubby and wifey really quickly. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like, that's fun after a few months, but I'm like, babe, I think it's been a month at most. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I got to I got to be on my own so I could fly first and then yeah. I'll fly back to you if I think it's needed mm-hmm. or if I want to genuinely. And we talked about it a few years ago because, like, you know, we keep up on socials and stuff like that. And I apologize. I was like, yeah, sorry for, you know, just kind of leaving you like after our time together. Just so you know, like you treated me so and I appreciate it. Like you taught me a lot about myself, everything and all that, you know. He said, thanks, like, I get it, you know, we exchanged some nudes again, just, you know, Ah. go over good times. And he was just like, no, but I'm happy that you did that. Because look where you focusing on yourself took you. Mm -hmm. And this was around the time where I landed, like, The Breakfast Club and da-da-da and all this stuff like that. And I was like,
1: that's a good man. Mm -hmm.
0: That's a good man.
1: Fab. I mean, I think Oprah said it, and I, I felt like it, like, stuck with me. It was like, there's no mistakes in life or failures. Like, they're all leading you to the destination that you're supposed to be going to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, like, did we handle the situation correctly? Maybe not, Maybe we did. It doesn't really matter, yeah, I mean, it's brought us where we are now, and mm-hmm. we're happy with who we are now, so, yeah, yeah, so it did what it was supposed to do.
0: did what it's supposed to do, really did, and something and someone that's doing what they're supposed to be doing is you right now,
1: ah, in what sense what am I doing, am I doing?
0: uh, art as a whole, okay, drag to be specific, let's give it publications ah. if we really want to get into oh, it. Okay. Before that, we need to explain how we met. Let's give it. The Fergalicious Divas. One day, (laughs) either you or me, we're going to run into Fergie, and we're going to have to tell her this story. And she's just going to be like, huh? Yeah. That's so sweet, baby. Anyways, and it's going to be amazing. Uh Uh-huh. So, would you like me to take the lead on this? Yeah, give it. Yeah, I want your perspective on that. So, I want to say this is pride Two years ago. 2021. Yes. 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 2021. I remember I was in my twink era
1: that summer.
0: Was I my,
1: like, (laughs) white clown face that night?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay, fab. Yes. Fab, fab, fab.
0: We were at the Rosemont during Pride, I believe. I think it was, like, Pride weekend, to be specific. Mm -hmm. Because it was particularly wild and busy. And my best friend, Giuseppe, and I are sitting by that little mirror where the water gallon is. I'm going to find water. There's no water in there. Uh-huh. Fergalicious is playing, and we're just like...
1: Feeling pussy.
0: Just like, let's just give on, I already have like a shot of tequila in me. I yes. hit my dad pen at the time. Like we're going, you just stroll right up along. No hi, no hello, not hi. Just right into it. And you, Giuseppe and I just start giving.
1: Eating. It. Eight of the club.
0: Chomping. Uh-huh. In that mirror. Like, I wish I wasn't crossfaded because I wish people around were... Like, I wonder if people are like, these girls are tearing this up. Uh-huh. Like, we were giving shows in the middle of Rosemont. Not the stage, not the floor, but in the bathroom line slash water jug, slash empty water jug line. Definitely. We were giving.
1: And it was definitely like four. 47 in the morning. It was late. There was nobody there, ha. Like, there was like probably like 10 people there. And we were dancing as if Giving. we were given the biggest of shows. Giving. Of
0: shows. Chicago, fucking yeah. formation tour, like production value mm-hmm. right there in that moment. <laughs> and I remember right after we gave shows, you we were just like, I'm gonna perform that tonight. And we are like, oh, like that's cute. Like we're da-da-da. And we introduced each other. And whatnot. And then, lo and behold, the song that, I think DJ Pat was DJing that night, the song Fades Out. They, intru- they introduce you performing. Mm-hmm. And we just hear, four, three, two. And we're like, she really fucking did it. Like, we're like, this bitch really did it. In that moment, I swear to you, I was like, that's my girl. Uh-huh. That's my fucking sister. And you got up there and you turned it. Like, mm-hmm. it was just such a moment that was so touching to me. Like, it's like, that felt like a hug. Like, I love that's my love language. Mm-hmm. Little shit like that. Maybe that's like acts of service you were serving. So,
1: uh-huh.
0: quite an act, okay, of act of service. It was so, so sweet. And I'm so happy that we have Fergie to thank for us knowing each other.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Ferg. If you're watching. Thank you. She's
0: watching. For that's, that bot.
1: For that bot. Truly,
0: truly. Mm-hmm. That's, we need Night of a Thousand Fergies soon.
1: We do. We do. Nothing Nikki, think you heard it. You heard.
0: 90,000 Fergies, 90,000 Black Eyed Peas, if
1: you will. Uh-huh. That would actually be really con. Really, really con. That would be everything. Mm-hmm. Start from the beginning, off to their later eras. You know who I would need headlining that? Who? Vampy Vampicums.
0: <gasps> yes.
1: Headliner. Yes. I mean, I'm gagged by them. Same. I love I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Same. Same. Mm -hmm. That would be really hot. Yeah. I mean, it's not Black Eyed Peas, but last night we were at Mad Mondays, Mm -hmm. and they did a, they were out of drag, and they did a sexual seduction by Snoop Dogg. Exactly. And I was just, like, blown away. I was like, this bitch is it. This bitch is it.
0: Still giving shows, regardless of the regalia.
1: Oh, 100%. Will perform. And literally shut it down. Shut it down. Vampy, I'm I'm obsessed. Performer, I'm obsessed. Entertainer, mm-hmm. true performer, true entertainer, just like you. Ah, just like you. Ah,
0: you've been eating. Thanks, bitch.
1: Lately, what have I been eating?
0: With the whole cup? table, clearly. I'm I don't excited. know. It's all gone. I'm a little. Hungry. All the food that's there is all gone because you hungry. ate it all. Chomping.
1: So proud of you. Thanks, bitch. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, for real. From your performances alone to being all over fucking Paper Magazine. Look at you. Hey,
1: a little something. A little something for the girls.
0: A little something for the girls. Where did drag start? We'll get back to where you are right now in drag, but where
1: did drag start? Um, Drag kind of started, it was like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been doing fashion since I was like 16 in high school. Like I started out designing first and from designing... I, like, was putting, like, fashion uh, like fashion art and music festivals in Vegas, and, like, from that I won a competition, and then I got into styling, and from that I left, like, Vegas, I did styling in LA, then I moved to New York and mm. started doing styling out here, and it just got to a point where fashion, for me, like, I've done it for so many years, I love it, it's a medium that I love to, like, play in, because it's, like, I really get to create, like, a fantasy. Yeah that like becomes kind of a reality because you could like see it and like there's like depth in it because of like the models and like the emotion that they give and like in regards to like lighting you give a mood and all this stuff so it like it Mm -hmm. envelops you and you're able to like live in that make-believe fantasy that you created and that's what why i kind of think i love drag as well because it's like we're kind of creating a fantasy that you see on stage or if you you see it through pictures or videos it's like just another medium Mm -hmm. you know yeah to be able to express that fantasy and have people believe whatever character you know or Mm -hmm. persona you're kind of giving yeah so during that time period i was like in a relationship with this one guy a dud you know but okay he was very like accomplished and it was like when we're talking about first generation shit like it was very much like i didn't go to college so when I started my like fashion journey, I told myself like I have to work three times harder to mm-hmm. make sure that I like am accomplished, and I have a life and stuff because m- my grandparents didn't sacrifice everything for me to yeah. be you know like slumming it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I needed to like prove that their hard work, like I see it, I respect it, and that like you yeah know, I work hard and I did the thing. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was like he went to Harvard all the shit. And he just kind of made me feel like shit during the relationship. Like, he would say little things, and I'm just like, oh, that was kind of, you're a dick, you know? So when that ended, I kind of, like, fell into this, like, depression. And I was, like, I didn't have, like, a drinking or, like, drug problem. It was very much, like, escapism. And I just kept, like, whenever I would feel shit, I just want to escape. So I would go, like, on vacations or, like, sleep around. Or I would get, like, drunk and, like, black out, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it was just, like, whatever escape tactic there was. So, there came a moment where I hit this point, I was just like, I was traveling a lot during that time. And I noticed the last couple times I was coming back to New York, I would cry. Like, from the moment I got on the plane to the moment I got off. Because I was just like, I do not want to be home, you know? And I was like, bitch, thumbs up. Like, you need to get it together. And it was a conglomerate of a lot of things. It was like, a big one for me was like rejection. So, like the rejection of the relationship being over. The my grandmother with her Alzheimer's, like guilt, all these different things were just like percolating inside me, and I wasn't really like addressing any of yeah. them. So there came a point where I was just like uh, feeling shitty, and I was sitting with my friends watching Drag Race, and I was just like, I always loved like performing, dancing, fashion, of course, you know, mm-hmm. and of course like dressing up in drag was always fun. It was just like an- like what I was saying, another exactly. medium. So I was like, I think I could do that. So in the process of me like going sober and getting into therapy and trying to find like um, a way to like ease my anxiety of just being in my house and like being complacent and like at peace with that, Mm -hmm. I would be like, okay, well today we're going to learn how to like do like a winged eye, you know? And I would sit in front of the mirror for like four hours and teach myself how to Aww. do it. And she was an ugly bitch, you know? But like- She was a like, learning bitch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the four hours every day, then it like helped me with like my makeup and stuff. And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I could actually like be a queen and like take myself out yeah, into the streets. Now maybe she was so ugly back then. But you know, but we kept at it. Exactly. And it is what it is. And then like mm-hmm. three years from that point, like I was sober for about three years. And then that's kind of where the journey started. And mm. yeah, then now we're here.
0: I see. So you started drag back home originally? Here in New York. Got you. Mm-hmm. Where, what venues were you starting out in?
1: Um. Okay, so Tito, DJ, he was like my drag mom because he saw me on a Halloween night out in drag and he's like, come perform for me at the show that I'm Aww. putting together at uh, $3 Bill. And it was when $3 yes, Bill had that girl. little shoe box. You uh-huh. know? So I was like, "Yeah, let's give it." I was like, "Oh shit, I'm booked," you know. Uh huh. So three dollar bill was the first one, and then Tito booked me. Sorry, Tito booked me for a monthly mm. at Rosemont, and that was like my monthly gig, and that's where I met like my first like drag sisters, which yeah. were Virginia and Zavaleta. Love and love. yeah, and then they were like my first like. I felt like they were like my first like drag friend because mm-hmm. I also i was also working in fashion which fashion is very like pretentious and shitty yeah. and i kind of had that same idea going into drag so i was just like i don't know who i'm like who's friends with me who doesn't like me yep. so i felt very like awkward in the scene at first but when i met them i was like oh i fuck with these bitches yeah and then after you know years of like performing getting to know the girls and stuff like that then it was like oh everybody here is doing the exact same thing and this is, like, completely different from what fashion is. Like, this is community, yep. you know? So, yeah.
0: Wow. I love Zavaleta.
1: Mm-hmm. That's my homegirl.
0: Love her. Mm-hmm. An I'm icon, literally. Truly, I'm obsessed with her. Every time I see her and, like, she makes that little speech at the end of her numbers, or she's like, shoot for the stars or whatever. She says something like uh-huh. that. And every time she says it, it, like, hits me. And I'm like, man, that's why I like you. Mm-hmm. And look at all the fucking amazing things.
1: Yeah, and just an she's all-star performer. That. Like, could take any space and make it her playground. Like, transforms any song. Crazy. like Moves her bodies in ways that, like, nobody else can. Like, she is an icon.
0: Crazy. She's such an excellent performer. And, like, she shakes up any lineup that she's on. And that's what yeah. I love about mm-hmm. her. I'm trying to remember where I saw her last time. I know it's $3 bill, but, like, she was at the end of the lineup. And... Completely different than w- what everybody else did, and it was the perfect way to end the show. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yeah, exactly. Let's end with Zavaleta Like, just completely shake shit up before we all go home.
1: Uh-huh. Love her, and yeah, that's like the magical thing about her is that like she does not give a shit. Like, she's gonna give you what Zavaleta wants to give you. You know? Yeah. And it's always what we want. Like, mm-hmm. it is, it's never a mess. Like, yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, like I look up to her in that in that aspect. Like, yeah. It's n- there's no apologies. Like she is giving you exactly who she is and what she wants to give, mm-hmm. and it's incredible. You know, yeah. And that's something that like I find really inspiring. Who else do you look up to in the scene? I mean, there's so many girls for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Neon Calypso is another one. Like, can transform a song and make it as if she wrote it herself. Love, you know, Neon. Yep. Like, like there's Neon. I mean, Serena. I mean. What she does in regards to fashion, and it's like, she is probably one of the most beautiful beings coming out of New York City. Serena know, in my world. head
0: is like a celebrity, like an A-lister. Like, Hello. Every time I here, I'm like, god damn, she's so fucking gorgeous. Mm. And just like, cool.
1: Yeah. And a sweetheart. Yeah. You know? And also, just like an innovator, too. Like, that's kind of what really inspired me to, like, really, like, mend the world of, like, fashion and drag. Yep. Was when she released her book, you know? Centerfold. I was just, like, I was, like, okay, like, this bitch is con. But when she put the whole production together and made it this coffee table book, and I was just, like, oh, this bitch is thinking ahead of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just, like, oh, she is the moment. You know? Like... Yeah,
0: that's when, like, you realize you're, like, oh, that's the greatest thing about drag, is that, like, it allows you to do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. It's truly your own fantasy to make. You know, some people use drag as a medium to become like, you know, the pop star they've always wanted to be or to live their fucking Pamela Anderson fantasy and be centerfold on coffee table books and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. you could do whatever you everyone you could be event producers and event creators like Julie J and Nikki O like it's the greatest medium
1: mm-hmm. there is.
0: No, really though. You know.
1: Oh, and one more, just to touch on. Hit it, Tyler Ashley. Yes. Diva. I mean, it's like they perform. I am just like Tyler Ashley. Everything. Icon.
0: Tyler Ashley had me sweating at Julie J's Project One. (gasps) I'm like, how dare you perform my two favorite artists of all time? No Doubt and Mariah Carey in the same night.
1: That No Doubt number had me shaken. It was so fucking good.
0: I was so furious. I was like, how dare somebody be this fucking sickening? Uh-huh. So good. Everything. I still, and then when they came out in the second set with Vanishing by Mariah, I was just like, mm-hmm. this is a genius. Very much. Right here. And also, the versatility, how do you go from performing No Doubt to Mariah? Mm-hmm seamlessly very much crazy yeah that shows one i will not stop talking about i had maria maria on the other day and we had a moment to just talk about project one and how perfect it was incredible and you two are a part of it together
1: mm-hmm. how was that incredible i mean i mean julie is also another one you know like it's i, I feel like i'm very inspired by these performers who are very unapologetic mm-hmm. they're just like this is what you're getting you know this is what i give you and mm-hmm. you're gonna like love it and you're gonna eat it and Julie is one of those performers where she takes long as she makes it her own, you know, and is doing it like nobody else. And I felt like Project One was her baby of that. It was like a manifestation of herself in a production with multiple artists, you uh. know? Like, it was just like, she allowed space for everybody to just play and like bring them into that world that she performs in. And I was just like, it was so inspiring. I mean, like, everybody was obsessed. like with it, like everybody stuck around after the show, everybody was talking to everybody about everybody, everybody's numbers. Like it was probably, and no shade to any events that I've been a part of, but it was right. one of the funnest and most like fulfilling that I've been a part of. Just yeah. because like everybody was there to just give it, you know? And like sometimes like we show up to to our gigs and it's like, we're giving it, but it's a job, you know? That mm-hmm. one felt- Muscle memory. Uh huh. That one felt like a love letter and everybody was giving their love letter, you know? It was
0: perfect. It was just art. Mm-hmm. It was just a fucking live performance art piece. Like, yeah, it was incredible. I could go on and on and on about it. The moment I stepped in, I see the chairs all facing each other. Julia's the second stage. I'm like,
1: the second stage was con.
0: Oh my gosh, yes. wasn't it? It was con. It was con. Crazy. I love the layout. The little countdown. Mm-hmm. Yes. The narrated countdown. I was yes. like, "This is a fucking production." She ate that up. The nonstopness of all the numbers. Mm-hmm. So the next entertainer would be who knows where yeah. before their number starts. Like so good when Amari was on here, we chatted about her doing "Higher" by Rihanna. Uh huh. In that moment when the spotlight just goes around the venue, the song starts and she's right there in the back corner. Uh huh. It was hot. Lost it, lost it. Hands down, though. And this is from an avid drag fan, a fan of live performance, and somebody that was in the crowd there that night. Your number dedicated to your grandmother Uh was fucking phenomenal. Before the Adele song even began, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is fantastic. It, like, and truly, like, let me put my pen down, like, truly, like, I was listening to the letter you wrote that was being played over the speakers, but I was also looking at everyone, and you see everyone just kind of go back in their mind. And after every sentence you finish, them kind of think about how their experience was like with whether it be their grandmother or somebody they lost or a friend. Like, it was so, I could get chills. Like, it was so transformative. And like, To watch that in that moment, it was so beautiful. I could literally cry. Like think about it, it was so stunning.
1: Nah, I mean, I love her so much. You know, like it was, it it was like such an honor to do it because it was something that I had thought about for like a like a long time that Mm -hmm. I wanted to do for her. Because she just like meant the world to me, and like she sacrificed like so much and like really like raised me. You know, so to be able to like do that for her. It was just, I don't know, because I felt like I was like a little bit robbed of a lot of experiences with her, just because of like the Alzheimer's and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time, and I kind of said it in like that letter that I wrote her, you know, that it took my perspective changing to like understand like that, just because like she wasn't the person that I thought it she was, like when she was losing her memory, you know, I thought that like my memories with her were gonna like, dwindle away and I wasn't gonna have him anymore but like to have that night with her was just like it felt so nice because it was like oh I get to share another memory with her you know so oh I, I need to stop crying no I, I know did. I'm like but I just love her so much like and thank you for saying that about the performance like I don't know I just love her so I'm happy you received it and like it meant something to you and to whoever else everyone that. like I just I love her
0: like Take it as a compliment when I say, like, there were multiple people, like, boohoo sobbing in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But, like, it looked like they needed that boohoo sob. Like, your, your art did that. And I think that's the coolest thing about memories is that it hurts us because we're the ones losing the person we have the memories with. But we don't lose the memory itself. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's just ours now to keep and to yeah. share, which is what you did. Mm-hmm. And then the video came along and I see you performing and I see your grandmother and I'm just like, oh, okay. It makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I, like the inspiration I see it's, that's that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is, obviously genetically, but like through your drag genetics and through your artistic genetics, it's like you represent her in the best way possible. Aw, and that's great. so fucking sick. Like, that's so fucking cool. That's taking a piece of your actual life, of your actual culture, not just pop culture. Things we've seen in media and just self-referencing them. Like, that's taking a piece of you and giving that to the world like through art. Like, that shit to me is just so fucking cool. And that was, like, the most
1: touching part of it all. Thanks, boo. Yeah. I mean, really, like, like the main reason I got into drag was... I mean, I did it in fashion before, like mm-hmm. it was just like always like pulling inspiration from like my family, her, you know, and in, in regards to like how I put clothes together, mm-hmm. makeup, hair, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, like there's moments like when I do wear blonde hair because that, that was her thing. I mean, she had black hair and when she was like a hippie in Cuba and then yeah. was, like bleaching it blonde. Yeah, they became like radical and stuff like that and like left Cuba. So like whenever I, I like do get in the in the get up and I'm given that like blonde hair and I look like her, I'm just like, oh, like this is us sharing another moment together. You know, like it's just I don't know if it's a good coping mechanism or it's a bad one. I have talked about it with my therapist, but it's like that's how I kind of keep her alive. And I think that's like a winning. good
0: coping mechanism. You know, I think so, because it looks like granted, you know, it's an emotional thing. So like, you know, when we think about these type of things or people we lost, like we cry like that's normal. That's not a bad thing. But I think it makes you happy and it adds to your life and to the art that you care about. So I think that's a good coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I I don't, yeah, I don't even think it's like a coping mechanism in a way where it's like it's keeping you from thinking about something further. I think it's allowing you to think about her. Mm-hmm. That's why you wrote the letter. Mm-hmm. That's why you dedicated the whole performance to her. You're giving yourself and others that space to think about. Your grandmother specifically or to anyone on a greater scale, like think about somebody that. Has impacted them in a similar way that your grandmother has impacted you.
1: Mm-hmm. No, for sure. You know,
0: thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's it's true. Like it was just so amazing. And it's funny because I remember seeing your first number, which already was like fucking like turned. It was so fun, and it was just perfect for the show. And we ran into each other in the bathroom, and we talked about the Fergie thing for us, as always, mm-hmm. every time we see each other, <laughs> and. Once your second number finished, which was the uh, dedicated performance to your grandmother, the tribute, I was like, this bitch had that up her sleeve this whole time in the bathroom. I hate her. <laughs> like, I was like, she had this piece of artistic excellence up her sleeve this whole time. because mm. well, How dare she?
1: That was kind of like what I want to do, because when... When Julie brought the project to us, she was uh-huh. like, I want this to be, uh, the theme for the, for the show is reintroductions, you know? So I was like, "Perfect." I was like, Perfect. how, how do I want to like present this, you know? So the first number was definitely like a salsa, high energy, you know, kind of yep. like number. And it's like, my grandma taught me how to dance salsa in like our living room, you know, like yeah. she was such a good da- dancer and did like rueda and all the this video. Stuff. So, so yes, yeah, so I was like, I wanted to like introduce people to like the energy that she brought into the room, like the happiness, you know, like yeah. the like I wanted people to feel like they were in like the living room, you know, that like how I felt watching her in the living room growing up. That's what I wanted the first performance to be. And then in the second performance, I wanted them to know who she was, you know? And that like give the introduction and like the reintroduction, you know, uh, kind of I don't know. That makes any sense.
0: That makes complete sense. Mm.
1: It's like kind of like this is how I see it in my
0: like weird metaphor. It's like when an artist like releases like the first thing of an album, it's like it's the showy one. And then the second one, it's like, all right, here's what the album is about. Here's the deeper story. This is where we get into things. This is the meaning behind the first installation you saw. Mm-hmm. Just a deeper look. Yeah. Overall, I love that. That's so genius. That's such a responsible way to use that platform mm-hmm. on the stage in such a different way, too. And it still, it was about her, and it was about your family. But it also, like, I just, like, looked at you like like I loved you even harder after that. And mm-hmm. I already do a lot. But I was just like, damn. Like, that's a real person. Oh, like, bitch. that's a real sister. Like, I love you. And I, you ate. ate oh,
1: that I love you too, hoe. Thank you for that. Of that's course.
0: So sweet. It's true. Like, I... I tend to hyperbolize and call everything and everyone mother. But like, I mean, it, and I was like, yeah, you mothered that. Like, Mm -hmm. truly, 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 truly. But something else that you mothered was this whole paper magazine thing. I just need you to explain it for me because I'm like scrolling on Instagram one day and I just see every single entertainer in New York, in Brooklyn, everywhere Mm -hmm. on paper mag. You're in it. You're tagged. You're affiliated with it. Explain. Because I'm like, it doesn't surprise me Mm -hmm. that my sister Lady Rodriguez is responsible for this greatness.
1: Let's give it. Well, I mean, like I did fashion. I fell out of love with it just Mm -hmm. because like the industry is like political and like it was not fun anymore. You know, like they wanted you to do pretty much campaign work and not pay you for it. So I was just Um, like, no, ma'am, we're not doing that. No, ma'am. And I've always done like passion projects for myself. So, especially when my grandmother was sick, I wanted to create this, like, time capsule where I shot my entire family in Vegas. Yeah. And we shot them in, like, my old high school, the, like, hotel that my gra- that my dad worked at, my grandparents worked at, everything. And it was very, like, there was, like, meanings in it, and I wanted, like, the fantasy of the reality to be in the photos kind of thing. So, I was, like, kicking it um, a couple months back, and I was doing all of my, my shoots, because I got reinvigorated after being in mm. Fire Island for the summer, and I was, like... Okay, I wanna get back into design, I wanna get back into shooting, but I wanna yeah. do it on my terms and how I wanna do it. So I started creating all these looks and stuff. And then after I did all these looks, I was like talking to Virginia on our way to hardware one night, and I was just like, oh girl, I feel like I've done enough like looks by myself. Like I feel like I need to like like take it to the next level. And I kind of want to shoot with people who I find really inspiring in the community. And I was thinking kind of small at first, I was just like, I want to do one, I want to give like street, and I wanted to do different types of like fashion photography. So I was like, I want to do streetwear with Essence. I feel like that would be con, you know? And I was like, I want to do beauty with Devin Rain because I feel like they just paint just like, you know, beautiful. And I was like, if I could do something like super, just like high fashion couture with Serena, I'm like, that would be, you know, it. And me and Virginia were talking about doing like this 80s shoot together. And I was like, okay, that could be con, you know? And I started thinking about it and I was like, this is going to be crazy for me to try to get all these looks and try to get everything sewn for everybody. So I was like, how can I do this in a way where I can kind of finagle things and get clothes on individuals and I don't have to spend all this money and time like sewing them. Yeah. So they, when I released the story about my family, a couple people did write-ups on it and paper was one of them. So I was like, oh, let me hit a paper and see if they would be into doing these like five shoots, you know? And then when I, like, expressed the project to them, it was only supposed to be, like, the five. And when they were like, oh, my God, let's do it. And I was like, they rolled me back, like, pretty much, like, right away. I was like, oh, wait, I need to make this bigger. Like, I, I was like, I'm giving the shot. Like, let me take it there. And then I wrote them back, and I was like, well, I want to shoot everybody in New York City. Thinking that they would be like, "Ah, oh, well, we don't know. You know what I'm saying? And then when I said it, they were like, all right, let's go for it. So I was like... Okay, so that's when I knew I was like, we're cooking with grease now. I was like, I needed, to, I was, I had it at ten percent, so we need to do it at a hundred. So I kind of like mood boarded all these shoots, and I was just like, the main thing is I didn't want anybody to feel left out, because I was like, the whole point of doing this project was it to be the opposite of what I experienced in fashion, and it, it felt very political, and like there was like a hierarchy of people, and if you weren't in the in group, you weren't in the in the projects kind of thing, and I was just like, that's the opposite of what I want. And I wanted a lot of the solo projects, especially because in fashion, like, the European beauty standard is very much, mm-hmm. like, white, skinny, yeah. tall. And I'm wow. like, I'm like, that's definitely not happening in, in this shoot, no. you know? So I'm like, in the smaller shoots, I was like, it was a point for me that, like, whoever was going to be showcased in a smaller group had to be a person of color or trans, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, they need the platform more than anybody else yeah. right now. So I was like... That was important to me. And then it was just, like, how am I going to fit all of these people into a shoe? And then it was just, like, dissecting things. And it was kind of a big undertaking. And a lot of it I had to figure out myself. Like, I didn't have, like, a budget for shoots. And it wasn't paid or anything of, mm-hmm. of that sort. So it was a lot of me, like, on emails trying to figure stuff out. But Noah effects. he's, like, my love. He does, like, all my videos. He was, like, if you need my studio for anything, like, let me know. And I was, him. like, yeah. anything, Diva? So he was like, How about like, this little gig? Like, anything. So then I was like, Okay. So I was like, How about these 10 dates in the month of, of February or March? And he was like, Work. Oh. I'm not using them. He's like, Use this. So I was like, Okay, fab. So that's taken care of. And then I was like, Let me hit up the photographers now. Because I was like, Fashion people are a little, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And there's mm-hmm. even some of these like drag photographers that I don't really fuck with. But so that's a conversation for All another right. day. Because they think that they are the like the shit and it's like baby it's not stinking that much, you know? Like we're all individuals here, we're all artists. Like you're you're not that hot, Mm -hmm. you know, to be acting that way. So I didn't work with some people because they thought they were too good for the project. Gotcha. And some people didn't respond or whatever. And but the people who were invested in it, I was like, okay, these are the perfect people for it. Yeah. You know? And then so moving forward like that and then hitting up like All the individual performers and everybody was like really into it everybody like showed up everybody like brought it to the tens and it was like my mindset through the whole thing i was like i'm not gonna go against the grain with any of this like i'm gonna go with the flow and it's gonna come together how it's supposed to Mm -hmm. and everybody who was supposed to be in the project was perfect and i felt like the final product came out better than i even thought it could have and everybody looks fantastic. And all of the photographers brought it, and they were impeccable, like in regards to like not only the stills, but the videos. And yeah, I think it's one of the most like proudest things I've ever produced artistically, because it was just like not only was it just like showmanship of artistry on so many levels, not only just like photography and video, but of everything that went into it. And to the details of, like, nails, hair, makeup, Mm -hmm. individual performers, you know? Like, that level of artistry was incredible. But it was just, like, a project that there was no monetary gain from it. But the amount of, like, like, and it kind of sounds corny. But, like, the happiness that it really brought everybody was just, like, so fucking cool. And it's something that you can't really measure because it's, like, this is something that, like... You could do a job. You could pay for it. The money goes away and you have nothing to show for it. Like, this is something that we all kind of shared and did yeah. together. And, like, that is going to last way longer than anything else. You know?
0: A million percent.
1: So, yeah, I'm so proud of it. I love it. And I'm so proud of everybody who did it. Everybody looked kind Everybody looked amazing. huh
0: You should be so proud. Like, Thanks, hearing, like, the backstory and all that it takes to put this together, you came up with that. Like, you had nothing, and you made it. Thanks, boo. Like, that takes a lot, and that's what people don't realize. Like, a lot of these projects and things, like, we work on and stuff like that. Like, it's cute, and it's kind of in the final result, because that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. But baby, the and, process uh-huh. is a process.
1: For sure. And you know what? And I, I, and I, one of the first people that I talked to about it was Serena, actually. Mm. because And I want to give her her flowers, too, because, like, Serena was the one who really inspired me, especially with her book. Yeah. Like, when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, bitch, like, you have mended the world. Like, I did, I thought that they were, like, so separated, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you fucking did that. So, like, she was one of the first people that I asked for, for the shoot because I was like, hey, girl, I just want to tell you, like, you really inspired me with the book, and, like, you really inspired me to, like, bring, oh. like, fashion into drag. And I was like, if you would do this shot with me, like, it would make the project for me. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, let's do it. So I was like, when I had Serena's approval, Her. I was like, we're in business. We're doing it. Yeah. Doing that. So, Serena, I love you, bitch. I love you, girl. That's
0: that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, the first thing I thought is just like, yes, like this is what it looks like when we have someone of our kind up there, given the creative freedom and the artistic freedom as well to make those decisions and represent us. That's how the fuck it looks like. Mm -hmm. Like you set the standard of what representation should look like in these publications, print media, digital media, etc. You just effortlessly exemplified that standard.
1: Thanks, bro. Yeah.
0: Appreciate that. Of course. Like, like genuinely. And I don't want to like keep on just throwing compliments, but like really, really, really is like similar how like Julie J stand up NYC is a moment that will go down in, like, Nightlife history. That shoot as well, in Ah. my opinion, I think, like, goes down in NYC Nightlife history. Like, so fucking iconic. You gave everybody an opportunity to. You gave something for people to be excited about. Mm. Whether they're the people shooting, whether they're the uh, performers modeling, whether they were just us on Instagram pulling it up one day and just being like, oh, shit, what is this? All the girls are in favor? Like... Mm. You gave us all something, and we ate it up. Thanks, bro. So you should be very, very proud. Like, you transcended past the point of, like, just being a performer, my sister. You are an artiste. Thanks, Period.
1: Viva. In any way of the word. I appreciate it. And I'm already putting feelers out, because, you know, a bitch got, I'm already bored. I'm like, I need the next project. Uh-huh. So there's a little feelers out there right now, but I'm excited to, like, keep this narrative going. Yes. Especially with everything going on right now, I'm like... Visibility is Absolutely. important, you know? And I'm just like, I'm tired of seeing the models. Well, I'm tired of seeing the traditional models in like the fashion campaigns, the beauty campaigns, mm-hmm. you know, the commercials, yada, yada, whatever. And I mean, like, it's great that we have like the Rue Girls doing it and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I'm like, yes. But I'm like, there is so much talent that hasn't been on TV yet that is serving it just as hard, you know? And yeah. I hope if anything, like with the shoots coming out in the future, like that we show people like, yes, we could fill in those spots, you know, like we are not just like tied down to the bar, you know, or your pride of that. Like we can fill in, you know, the actor position, we could fill in the beauty position, mm-hmm. the photographer position. I mean, Mother Teresa shot, Mother Teresa, Sherry Poppins. Love
0: Mother Teresa. Yeah,
1: they also shot some of the imagery, you know, for yeah. the, for the story as well.
0: You yourself, you're the creative director mm-hmm
1: let's give it
0: you know that's that's what that shit is about putting us in those seats to be like yes we could do them too mm-hmm. and then we could also perform and do this we could do anything yeah. genuinely and exceptionally well hello at that hello i'm so excited to see what else you have up your sleeve hopefully you're taking a little nap at some point hopefully you're taking care of yourself too because i'm like all right my sister's been working a little too hard now mm. i'm like You know, make sure you're drinking water and Uh, doing all the things that you should be.
1: No, I'm taking care of myself. Good, because you you deserve it. Thanks, boo. But it it goes back to, like, what we were talking about first generation being here. Uh You know? Like, I Uh, feel like it's ingrained. Like, watching my grandparents hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had, like, three jobs. Like, one in the day, one at night. And then when they were off, my grandfather was, like, making gates, you know, for people's houses and stuff. And my grandmother would help. So seeing that kind of like work ethic from them, I'm just like, trust, I take time for like a little vacation here and there. But if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm not being productive. Ooh, I'm like, we got to do something. I'm, you know? We this gotta to-do something.
0: list runs my life. I'm the same way. Oh. You do something, you feel accomplished. You're like, that was cute. You have a weekend to celebrate it.
1: Monday comes on, you're like. Exactly. So what's next? Exactly.
0: How else am I going to run shit? Mm-hmm. What, what's what's next on the agenda?
1: Hello. Really, though. What is next on the agenda? I don't know. I mean, Good. there's other little shoots coming up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I I feel like the summer is going to be like more chill. I'm going to take it to like relax. I'm going to be in Fire Island, which I kind of don't want to be. Okay. But it's a mean set and we're going to do what we got to do, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll make the best out of it. But, yes, I mean, it's going to it's gonna fund the things that I want to fund when I get back, you know, in the fall.
0: Exactly. So,
1: I'm going to take it to, like, relax, be on the beach a little good. bit, decompress. But then when I come back in the fall, y'all better be ready. It's over. You know? Over. We're coming hard again.
0: That's good. Because, like, your life outside of work does matter, too. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, enjoy your summer. You yeah. Know? Do those things. We're so young. Enjoy it. And then, like you said... Get back to work and grinding the fall. It'll be there. Yeah. You know. You know how to. Exactly. You know what you're doing.
1: And there ain't shit to do in the fall. And in the winter. So there's nothing else to do but work. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. Whereas in summer, it's easy to be tempted. And da, 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 da. and why not? Let's go. Let's go do some exactly things.
1: I'll edit this video tomorrow. I'm going out now. Hello. The hoe era. The hoe. It, bitch. Who knows? It's only a couple degrees hotter these last couple of days. But I've been feeling it. Oh, feeling
0: it. Are you, like, a girl that loves, like, a summer fling?
1: Uh, I mean, well, you know I'm down. I'm down with the get down. Okay. You know? It's something with a lot of, like, what is the word? Like, mm-hmm. mm, isn't it? Yeah, I'm with it. Okay. But I do like something more substantial than the little hit it and quit it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: I always notice myself, like, if I ever catch feelings for people, it's always around the summer. Uh-huh. I don't know why.
1: Just kinda happens. Uh-huh. See, for me it might be the it might be the opposite. Cause it's like everybody's looking hot. Everybody's half naked outside. I
0: know. So you're
1: like, I want to taste free everything. for all. That's you know me too. Uh, it's so hard.
0: Mm. I just can't wait to be out of shorts. Uh-huh. Forever. Literally. This summer, just like no pants. Uh-huh. No pants. Song in the streets. If any. What's good? Maybe just a long t shirt on nothing under. We'd love to
1: that. see it. Just that. We'd love to see it. Just you know that. what? Let's start it. This is what we're doing this this summer. This is a look. That would be hot. That's I need like thongs
0: and like booty shorts again. I miss. uh I open my closet and I see my short little apple bottom something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Soon, baby. I'll be I'll be with you in a minute. Uh, that day will come and uh-huh. y'all will see. Trust me. It'll be all out there. We're ready to see it. Oh. Post it on the gram. Oh, there will be plenty. Mm-hmm. Trust, because the way it's been looking lately, I'm like, yeah, I can't hide that from the world. It's too good. Yeah, got to share some dessert. A little something. A little bite. Just a little something. Mm-hmm. But thank you for
1: coming. Thank you for having me, boo. It was I so love fun. you. First
0: of all, you're so pretty. Ah, uh, like your uh, eyes are gorgeous. Like your face shape. Like this whole time we've been chatting, I've been listening to you, but I'm also looking at you, and I'm like, you have such a gorgeous face.
1: This ditto. We kind of look like we could be related. We're cousins. Hello. We're cousins. Where are you from again? I'm Cuban. Well, Cuban. Okay, the got First you. generation, and I was born in Vegas.
0: Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm Egyptian, but we're cousins. Okay. We're yeah, cousins. I can see it. Like if you take a white person and hold them, maybe like six feet away from us, they'd probably think we're brothers or like sisters or Definitely. related in some way,
1: or even closer. They they're pretty maybe pretty, you know they're pretty blind when it comes to that. Kind That's of what I'm thing. thinking. Yeah. So so you
0: really are my sister. Exactly. I mean, I mean that so. Mm-hmm. We're related, 100. My sister, my cousin, my favorite.
1: Yeah, bitch, and your skin is glowing. I'm like, I need the routine. I need is the it routine.
0: Really? Uh huh. It's so hot in this fucking studio, little Dion. Now I'm like, I'm praying there's not <laughs> back sweat behind this before I get up because I gotta go to a birthday <laughs> dinner. Mm.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's Giuseppe's birthday. My best friend. Mm. The day we're filming this, it's his birthday today.
1: Happy birthday, boo!
0: Let let what? her know I
1: said hi. I haven't seen oh. her since that night.
0: Really? I think it's been a minute. I don't think I've seen her. I feel like we saw in my birthday last year at, come on, everybody. I think you were doing, that night there was some party that we went to. I think it was like the disco, like 70s something.
1: Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Another. Thing, I have laser memory. Another thing about me and drag, if I'm wearing my color contacts, my vision is half blurred. Oh, I understand. I barely know half the people I'm saying hi to. So if I'm saying, hey, boo.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I probably don't know who the Uh-huh. Are. That's why I didn't wear those in my time. I cannot see for shit. I can't even put them on. It's it's not my skill set whatsoever. But I'll definitely tell her, use it I. Yeah. If you can, just let everybody know where they could find you. Where they could find the paper magazine as well. Okay. Everything that you put your excellent taste on. Where can they find it? That's your camera right there. Camera three, Diva.
1: How's it going, y'all? Mm. So oh, soft. Let me bring this over here. Smr. Um, you can find me at, on Instagram, M-I-S-S-L-E-I-D-Y Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z? I I don't know. I I think I spelled it right, but we'll fact check that later. It'll be in the description. Perfect. Perfect. You You can find me on there, and if you want to see the paper magazine story, the link is in my bio, Linktree, and that's pretty much it. I'm just keep on staring at your face. I'm like, you're
0: so pretty. Thanks.
1: Like I got it from my mama. Uh, I do look. I do look like my mom though. Mm-hmm. Legit. I'll show you some pictures later. I'm the same way. Uh huh. Pretty girls only. That's it. I appreciate it. My That's love. It. Thank you so much for coming. I love you, bitch. I love you more. You I you me.
0: mean that. Thank you. Thank you for coming. You've been on like my dream list too for a minute. So like, thank you. It was an honor, boo. Thank you. Come again. Let me know when. Shit. Let I got me know you. When. In the fall. When that. Next thing you're working on.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, we got to talk about something. Okay.
0: Uh-huh. We're going to continue talking off camera. I got We'll you. see you all next week. Continue following and stream the podcast. Leave a review wherever. You know, if you leave the reviews, Apple, Spotify, whichever. A lot of podcast people say that, so I guess I should start saying that, too. But, you know, I'm not like the other girls. hmm Like, subscribe, comment. Yeah, turn That's notifications on. Yeah, do the things. That thing. Who wouldn't want to watch this?
1: Hello. We'll see you next week. Mwah. That was so fun. That was that was a, That was a key. That was Wasn't a name?
0: key. I'm like, let's hope my back is it's funny. Ooh, oh, I love, I love you so much.
1: Thank you for everything, baby. Thank you.
0: oh You're so
1: pretty. The same.